What's up, everybody? This is Jenny J, and you're tuning in to the David Bowers Awards with my good friends, David Bowers and John Bon Jovial. Yeah! And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you very much, John Bon Jovial. Welcome, everyone, to another hour of music and talk with the artists who make it right here on the show where every show is an award show because that's just the way we roll. And, of course, that makes every one of our guests award winners. And we have a couple of previous The David Bowers Award winners on the show this week. John Bon Jovial, you're waving frantically at me. What's up? Well, you said it's the way we roll. And I was just wondering, is that pumpernickel? Is it a Kaiser roll? Uh, Is Wonder Bread? Just, you know, inquiring minds want to know. Well, actually, I should have said that's the way we rock and roll. (laughs) (laughs) To quote the great, the great David Bowers, ugh. (laughs) Well, hey, that'll teach you to ask. (laughs) Hey, listen, while uh, while we're thanking people, I want to thank our house band, Titty Bingo, who's provided our theme song on the show for uh, going on 11 years now. And be sure and check out their brand of Texas rock and roll at tittybingo.com. Guarantee you're going to like it. They got some great stuff there. Check them out, tittybingo.com. Right now, before we get to this week's guest, uh, we're going to bring back a previous guest. She goes by the name of Miranda Wrights. Miranda Wrights Music, and she goes by Miranda Wrights. She also does, well, she does remixes too, and she's dabbled with a thing she did some time ago, which we introduced right here on the David Bowers Awards. She did a tune called Taylor Swift. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to have Taylor Swift on the show, although that would be cool, too. However, she has a tune that she did called Taylor Swift, and now they've come out with an Afro Knock remix, and you're going to hear it right now. Here's Miranda Wrights with Taylor Swift. Yeah, what I want, I want Top 10 and just like Taylor. Take them off, get that Taylor Swift. Yeah, what I want, I want, I want Top 10 and just like Taylor Get paper, twist, 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 twist. Produced by the Snake Million Dollar Song Brother. Get what I want, 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 I want
stressing, messing love, so be getting what I want and wanting what I get. Written all over it 
for this particular genre of music. And that's high praise coming from John Bon Jovial, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, I think it, <laughs> it points up something that we could all really take a cue from, and that is the fact that uh, not every piece of music that we get to hear is going to take us the first time through. Sometimes, sometimes you have to listen to it more than once before it really gets under your skin. And uh, in this case, it's a perfect example of it. Obviously, uh, we're not going to change John's, his overall taste in music, but uh, there's a good example of the fact that, hey, you know, just because you like it, don't like it the first time doesn't mean you're not going to find something you do like in it. I can remember flashback to when I was programming in broadcast radio, and uh, some guy would come to me from a record company and say, hey, this thing's got a hit written all over it. I want you to get on it, and I'd listen to it. And uh, let's just say that I was kind of John Bon Jovialish about it. I wasn't really excited. But then, you know, maybe I'd listen to it later that night or the next morning, and I would get a completely different take on it. I had one of those uh, experiences, not with my not liking it, uh, just the opposite. I loved the song, but my music director couldn't stand it, said it will never be a hit. But I managed to talk him into playing Neil Diamond's Brother Loves Traveling Salvation Show. So hey, you never really know. <laughs> you never, you never know. I mean, I look. I again, I admittedly, musically, I am stuck uh, in the music of decades past. Uh, it's my favorite stuff. I go to it almost every day. Uh, but as a good example of that, my kids, uh, kids, uh, young adults now, my son is 38 and my daughter is 34. Your offspring. Uh, my offspring, yes. They um, they turned me on to, to grunge, you know, the Seattle sound. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, back, in, back in the 90s, uh, Kurt Cobain, which, you know, sad about him, and another band, uh, Linkin Park. And uh, the more I got to listening to them, the more it's like, this is really good. You know, I can expand. I'm capable of expanding my musical horizons, whereas years ago I really didn't think I was. Right, and I'm sure. glad now that, and especially with Miranda Rights, it's not bad. I, I get it. It's not my cup of tea, but it's not bad. It's good. It's got hit written all over it. Understand completely. And we've got to get moving right along because we have yes, we do. our guest standing by. So let's get ready for Jeremy Parsons by listening to his brand new release. Check the lyrics out on this. We'll talk more about them with Jeremy after you listen to Humanity.
Jeremy Parsons, that's called humanity. Let's bring the man in here right now and get to know him, get to hear what he had in mind when he created that song. Jeremy, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Glad hey, to it's back. good to be back. Uh, yeah, I'm glad to be back. It's good to have you here. I've been dying to be able to share that song, and I've been equally anxious to hear about it, how you came up with the concept, what you're trying to say here. Yeah, I, I hope it, it's fairly clear uh, in a in a in a in a broad sense. It comes from uh, 
the probably I guess the most heated time of the the pandemic. I would say it was around centered around like when all the protests were occurring over Black Lives Matter and like how how political everything just became and and like it kind of just everything always goes that direction. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm very surprised at, at the reaction, but I, I think I think we always kind of are when it happens. And what it is, I, I think, uh, as, you know, post-observation and as you have time, it's like sometimes we just don't know how to react when we're scared. And, you know, some people are are taught that, you know, you shouldn't be scared. You know, it's it's it's, it's a weakness to feel fear. Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I think it's just human nature, man. Like we're, we're well, like some people are some people are scared of tall cliffs and some people are scared of spiders. You know, <laughs> it's just happens. Well, fear is a necessary part of our emotional build uh, build up. I mean, it has a purpose. It keeps you from doing some stupid things. It doesn't always save you, but uh, it does have a tendency to uh, to keep you from doing stupid things. And uh, yeah, you're yeah. right. It was it was a very trying time. And we are still, I believe, still feeling the after effects of it, if not the ongoing effect. And that's a, a very thin grade area, too. You, you're absolutely right. The politics have overcome the logic. And I think that uh, in that respect, I think fear is an excellent word because we should be afraid when our entire lives, our entire structure of us as a society is dictated by our politics, uh, I I just uh, I, I think you've hit upon a very raw nerve there, and I think it's a it's a good thing that you did. I think more people need to do that, and I salute you for speaking out with it. And the reason I wanted you to go through and explain what you were saying and your motivation for saying it is so that we're sure that all of the listeners do get it because a lot of times, especially when you hear a song for the first time, you don't get the depth of what they're saying. You listen to the music. It's just the way we are. Music is a language in itself. And we hear a song and we oftentimes will like or dislike it simply for the way it sounds before we even listen to the lyrics. And uh, this is one you've got to go back and listen to more than once. John Bon Jovial, you're being very quiet and pontifical there. Speak to us. Well, I'm just I'm listening and actually uh, intrigued by the conversation and Jeremy's comments uh, regarding you know the Black Lives Matter and that whole COVID thing and everything coinciding at once. And um, you know, I Jeremy, I listen to music. Uh, you, you may recall from uh, the first time you were on. I, I really never get to hear the music until we put it on our air. So I, you know, you get a like a raw, you know, visceral gut reaction to it. Yeah, I like it. I, I mean, it, it, it's it's something that is so unusual. The whole production values behind it and the um, the temperance of the the lyrics. And I'm listening to this ethereal piece of music, and and, and not not to make light of it, but to me, it's kind of like the Moody Blues meets Merle Haggard. It's it's a weird mashup that works. And I don't say this to too many people because I can't say it to too many people because it wouldn't be true otherwise. But what you've got here is original. You know, I, again, maybe slightly ingest Merle Haggard and the Moody Blues, but 
it, it is, it's a mashup that you've put together that I don't think I've ever heard anybody do. And I can't think of any musical influences out there that may have set you on the path to create this piece of music. Uh, to me, it came from the deepest, darkest recesses of your mind, and I applaud you for that. So now that I've said that, what did influence you to put this together the way you did? So everything you just said made my entire life. Like the, the Moody Blues Bro Haggard thing is both awesome and hilarious. I love it. <laughs> but the uh, so what, what you're hearing is the culmination of, of two different minds. Like So my buddy, Dustin Martin, is the producer of these, and he's the first producer I've ever getting, given a writing credit to for just, like, bringing the songs to life. Because to me, like what you just said, it, we, we started just messing around with this. He, he was living out in L.A. He's from Longview, Texas. I'm from San Antonio. We both met in Nashville. I had moved back to San Antonio in 2019. He was coming back to back and forth from Longview to L.A., and I, I was helping him slowly move back and forth because I had plenty of time. <laughs> you know, what else was I doing, right? <laughs> uh, so in that process, I was writing all this stuff, and one day he, he was actually the mix engineer on my Things I Need to Say record, which had Why is the Bluebird Blue and uh, a lot Burn This House Down and other tracks on it. He had all this gear, and he was packing it up, and he was like, hey, man, before we, like, get to the, the music gear, do you want to, like, try to make some tracks? And he was like, They're like, no pressure, you know, let's try, like, a couple of songs and see what happens. Sure. Yeah. And uh, you're starting to hear the results of, like, we sat down, and he started adding stuff, and, like, I, I you know, I would go down, lay my, the way we would do it was we would do a, a acoustic guitar vocal rough, and like to the click track and then he would start building around that and and all these like weirdly magnificent shapes started forming that that become these tracks and and we just kept looking at each other like man that's different but it still works amazing and it was yeah. like he was like he yeah we'd be like let's ask something else see what happens he would add something else we're like weird man like that still works why is this working like <laughs> We don't know, but, like, that's that's the beauty of creating is, like, you don't really question it. it, it you just do it's it. It's very cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, what, if, it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, like, ever forward, you know? Absolutely. You know, I, 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 can uh, see, I can see that this song, I, I can't necessarily see it being played in a traditional country format, you know, with along with oh, you know, Pearl and Husky not. and George yeah. Jones, but I can <laughs> yeah. see it being played on as, Yeah, I know. I, I or Merle Haggard. <laughs> I can see it being played um in a new country format, which uh, that's a format that I, I have really issues with, but I can see it being played there. But I can also see it I don't know if you're familiar with any of the Sirius XM channels, but uh, I could see this being fitting in perfectly, perfectly on Outlaw Country. I, I would I would love that man. Like if well, I, would, I had, I would, if I had uh, sway, I, which I don't. Oh, no, I mean if I had it, it, it would already be there. I would I would love that. Like I love I love all those stations. I travel so much. Like I, I was like that's an investment. I'm paying for that in my car. This is one of those songs that you have got to get out to 
every place you can because there are going to be people, and I speak from someone who has worked in radio programming, there are going to be people that are going to turn this down just because either they're afraid of it, they don't know what to do with it, or because they just don't realize what they've got in their hands. This is this is not your average hamburger and french fries. I mean, this is delicacy, and you're going to have to get out there and sell it. But I think if you do, you're going to be richly rewarded because the people who do jump on this and play it are going to really, really pave the way for you. They're not only going to play it, they're going to sell it. Man, I really appreciate that. Yeah, that's a that's a big motivator for me. I think that's like being an independent artist, it's, it's very important to me to like try to do all that stuff, like get like you know make sure I'm I'm jumping through the hoops that it almost like looks like, well, what does the label actually do for you that I can't do for myself? And outside of the connections, the answer is not really that much. It's just when it comes to that hoop, it's like, how do I do it where it still looks like, you know, this guy, oh, this guy's not on the label, but he's got the He's he's been in the industry long enough to understand how to like you know politely throw us a cool curveball. No, you know, I, I, I don't know. That. I don't know who the uh, the program director is at the Serious Outlaw Channel, but I do know that from listening to them, they are known for taking unknowns that they think will fit into the format. I worked for a program director back in the seventies uh, by the name of Art Wander, and his philosophy was texture programming. And I, you know, worked at one of the biggest country stations in southeastern United States. And his uh, philosophy was, if it sounds like it fits what we're trying to do, we'll play it. So we would play the obvious ones, you know, Tammy Wynette and George Jones and uh, Dolly Parton and Merle Haggard. But then we also did something very unusual that no other country station would do, even though it sounded country, was we'd play Teach Your Children by... Uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and um, oh yeah, yeah. so it, so it's a, it's a whole texture thing that I think that this song would fit in for that very reason alone. So I, again, I, I wish I could drop a name to you, but I don't know. I really don't know who their PD is. Yeah, as I said, you got to get this in as many ears as you possibly can, whatever it takes, whether it's uh, phone calls, emails, uh, conference calls. Uh, personal appearances. I, I mean, a, a radio station tour would not be out of the question. I know that's a uh, that can be a budget buster for a lot of independent artists, but uh, you could do that every chance you get. Hit the radio stations, even even the ones that you're unsure of. I mean, you could get some pop music stations to play this. Now you're not going to get uh, you're not going to get metalcore or hard rock stations to do it. But you could get some pop rock stations to play this. I emphasize what I said. You've got to get this in as many ears as you possibly can. And I know Mike at MTS, who works with you, is excellent at that. He can get you, he can get you places that you don't even know exist. Believe me, he's a he's a good man oh, who works yeah. with his artists. And uh, he's you a got, wizard, you get man. yourself a good a one wizard. there. Yes, he is. Yeah. And, uh, Jeremy, we've dwelled on this one song. I want to emphasize to the listeners that you have done a lot of other music. You've traveled, well, I, especially the Southwest, the Texas area, but you've been all over. You've played in everything from honky-tonks to big venues. And the important thing is you have got quite a library of music that you have created in a short career. It's a relatively short career, which, uh, as I understand it, you were a late bloomer. You didn't get into making music until 
what your late years in high school. Yeah, you know that's right. I was I was 17 when I picked up a guitar, and probably 18 when I played first writers' night, as opposed to like the kids that do it since they were seven. But you know, it's always around you. It's just I never even considered it to be honest with you. That you know, I was one of the kids. They were like. You know, the third grade, they they ask you what you want to do next, and I was like, mm-hmm. I want to go on to the fourth grade. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, I wanted to be a weather forecaster. But listen, where I was going with this last little uh, bit is I want to encourage our listeners to get into your music online, wherever they go to get it. We'll talk about that in a second. But go and listen to this man's music because he doesn't do just one style of music. He's got a lot of sounds, and it's one of those things where he's going to treat you so many ways that you're bound to like one of them. Check him out. Jeremy Parsons. Jeremy, I've got about 30 seconds left here. I want to give you a chance to tell everyone how they can find your music and, of course, how they can keep in touch with you and also get your music. Yeah, of course. The easiest place is just go to uh, jeremyparsonsmusic.com. There's links to all my socials. You can see my tour dates. There's a a shop on there with a a lot of cool T-shirt options, CDs, koozies. Uh, JeremyParsonsMusic.com is a place to go. Fantastic. I'm glad you're able to wrap that up in a nutshell and make it easy for everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Parsons, we're going to close this segment with a tune that Jeremy did on the show the last time he was on the David Bowers Awards, right about the time this was released. It's called Tickin'.
just a little bit of food for thought Don't overwhelm yourself with the truth Think about the things that you'd rather not Eventually we all know we all have to Jeremy Parsons, ladies and gentlemen, and that's called Chicken. And we want to thank him for stopping by and sharing uh, that great story with that new track he's got out. And uh, John Bon Jovial, you hit the nail on the head. That was, uh, it's definitely got an ethereal quality to it, which he's, he injects into uh, a lot of his music. You can hear a little bit of it there on Tekken, which is a totally different type of song. But uh, he's got an original approach that comes out. I love the fact that he gets together with his producers and they create just by doing. I mean, it's not an intentional, we're going to sit down and we're going to make this song. They just get out there and play around with it and see what happens. It's like I said, he's original. And you can't say that about too many people. He has an original approach and it, you know a lot of times I'll, I'll try to think of who does this sound like and but in this particular case I, I really other than the crazy analogy of the Moody Blues and Merle Haggard <laughs> I, 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 I you know which was in jest but also you know in, in serious uh, right yeah, it, it's just something that is so yeah so unique and I know that our next guest is just every bit as He's got, a, our next guest has a little bit of uniquity to him. I mean, he's best known as a front man for a rhythm and blues group. And yet he's got a, uh, he's got a creative mind that travels across genres. As a matter of fact, tell you what, let's give our audience a taste of his music. And then we'll sit down with John Vento and have a chat with him. Here he is with the title tune from his new album, Brick by Brick. But the city 
Brick by Brick, that's John Vento here on the David Bowers Awards, and we're going to bring him in right now. Come on in, and we'll talk about him and his music. Hello, John. Hi, David. How are you, buddy? Doing well. Thank you for coming back. We're so glad you'd come back and share some more time and uh, great music with us. How you doing? I'm doing well, and I am honored to be invited back. Uh, I love your show, and I love the way you guys support independent artists. So it's a real treat. Thank you. That is what it's all about, and we love doing it. Just two old deadhead radio heads here. And uh, like my mother said, uh, she she had talked to somebody back when I was starting in radio, and somebody told, I don't know if it was one of my first bosses or what, but he told her that once I was – once I was hit with the needle, I got the shot of the radio bug injected in me. I'd never be able to get rid of it. I, I guess he was right, because here I am in another century still doing it. So, listen, I love the title of your 2019 release, Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage, which yeah. was, well, obviously it was great. It got the attention of a uh, playwright, Amy Hartman, who did a... Uh, a stage yes. play version of your music, but I just love that title because yeah. not only was it kind of autobiographical, biographical, what the heck am I saying? What is that? Autobiographical, yes. That's the word, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. Not only <laughs> is it that word, <laughs> but it so describes your music. I mean, you, you go to, you go to, up-tempo, fun stuff, you do dark places, you do all kinds of stuff that really go from love, lust, and all that other wreckage. So is that, your, is that, that one is of correct. your Is that one of your originals? That, that is an original title. Amy and I struggled with that. Uh, I got to give her most of the credit. I had uh, the love and lust part of it. And then she said, of course, love and lust often leads to wreckage or destruction. Um, and, of course, I don't have a song named Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage, but it was the name of the album. And I think right. that's when we first met through Michael Stover. It was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that, yeah. that title has struck with me. I, I think it is just such a classic. I mean, you could use that as the signature for your music. John Vento, Love, Lust, Other Wreckage. I tell you what, I think it would make a great title for a country song. I mean, it's yeah. perfect for, for oh, a, a hardcore, cut yeah. the syrup with a knife country song. <laughs> I may have to do one. I've never even considered it. I think, but, uh, I think you should. I agree well, with that. I, I, need, agree with I need to get this new, yeah, I got to get this new album out to the world and then breathe for about a month. And then the next song I do will be Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage, and it'll be Pure Country, and I'm going to send it to you guys and well, give you hey, credit you for the idea. Better, you can do better than that. I mean, uh, hey, John Bon Jovi will give you the idea. You can come on the show, and we'll introduce it for you. You got a deal. I'm going to – trust me when I tell you, I am going to make it happen. Hey, we're here. We're ready. You just give us a call, and uh, you got it. It'll happen, okay? <laughs> tell you us got it. The, Tell us about the new album now. We should be talking about that here. Well, I'm really proud of this. Um, first of all, it started, the process started at the peak of the whole COVID thing in March of 2020. Uh, I went back in the studio with my producer guy, David Granati, who also produced Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage. And I had some unfinished tracks from that album. Uh, and I didn't want to leave them hanging out there. And that was... I had no intention of an album. My, my intention was 
to do a few singles, hence brick by brick, throw them out to the world, release them as singles and videos, and I created this cute little thing that every month would be a new track. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think I kept up with that for like three or four, maybe five months. And then I realized I was compromising the music, you know, creating these self-imposed deadlines. Sure, I see. And I also realized that I had a lot more work in me, and, and that's when I made the decision that, that we would just move forward methodically on an album, and there would be no time constraint, and it wouldn't be released until it was exactly the way I wanted it to be, with all the love that the craft uh, deserves. So here we are, finally. And uh, Brick by Brick, which I thank you for just playing, was one of the last songs we recorded. It was at the end. Well, I remember you telling us when you were on here before that you were going to be releasing one track a month. And uh, I can understand why you changed that, though. And it makes <laughs> a lot of sense. You, you know, that yeah. you get into the process. And uh, while I'm not a songwriter by trade, I can understand the fact that you get into a process and you start developing, you start developing one of two things. You either develop music to meet a deadline or you, de you develop the quality product that's in your heart and your mind. And you right. have to make a decision. You obviously made one. And I think it was the right decision because I'll opt for quality over quantity any day. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I did. Yes. I thought I could do both, but you, you really can't in creating art. You not really be fair about it. No, you, can, you right. can try, you can straddle the fence, but you're not going to get the best of either world. Yep, yep. And I'm. Uh, it was funny, our drummer on this project, a guy named George Pirelli, who just so happened to tour uh, for 16 years with Michael McDonald. George mm. is a big league player. He He and I spoke last Saturday, and he said, I have one question. Are you happy with it? And I said, 100%. This is a record that I'm not, I, at this point, I have no regrets or I haven't look, looked back, you know, in any way on it. I know it's early. Um, I'm real pleased with, with the results. That's the important thing. You're pleased with it when you present it, which is going to be early. So nothing wrong with that. You got the, you got the yep. feeling, you know, you got a good product. Yep. I got a I got a question for you. Well, I don't know if it's a question or a statement or whatever it is, but brick by brick, uh, mm -hmm. this is a song that to me has just a very swarthy, large aspect to it. it it's mm -hmm. obviously you put a lot of thought into this, a lot of production went into this, uh, and and it shows. It, it shows because it plays well. It really does. Uh, I, I like it. Um, a, a lot of it reminds me of you know some of the you know some of the psychedelia that I grew up on in, in the '60s, as you know so many of us did. But it's also original. It doesn't really sound like anything that I grew up with, although it maybe has a bit of a, a, a flair of that type of music to it, and which is maybe what attracts me to it. But it's got a, just a brick by brick has a large sound. And mm -hmm. so here comes question, here comes the question: Is that what you were looking for? Oh, a hundred percent. On this record, and I'm anxious to send you guys the whole album. I decided that unlike things in the past, which were really acoustic based, um, that we were going to go way more toward 
more production, more guitars, more rock and roll. Uh, and then David and I, for years since we've been working together, have talked about wanting to have kind of a chant or an anthem, you know, like a rock and roll anthem. Right, right. Yeah. And we tried on a couple other songs and never got there. And then this brick by brick by brick thing came about, you know, brick by brick, you know. Uh, and and so yes, we went into this song completely with that concept and design um, at the forefront of our brains. And you know, I hadn't thought of that as a concept, an, an anthem. And uh, yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. That that works. That that's very I, very descriptive. I wish I wish I we had never done it before. I wish I were still in rock radio because I would love to follow up another brick in the wall with this track. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very different, obviously. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. But it just does naturally just hit me with that. That's something that I oh, would back, back in the glory days of AOR radio, absolutely. Yeah, really. <laughs> well, John, tell me something here. Uh, last time you were on, you also talked about your needs hotel band now how are they functioning yeah. now good good the band's doing great um you know i i have this uh split personality where i go off with others and create this uh this music that you that you just played thank you and the band we're like a family and mm -hmm. it's a great band with great players we have a big summer ahead all regionally you know here in our western pennsylvania ohio and uh, you know, upstate New York. And uh, so um, we have a great, we know what we are. We're, we are a live performing entity, um, you know, an R&B outfit, uh, very mm -hmm. entertaining with a bunch of great, uh, a bunch of great players. And uh, oh, we got some great ones. Yes. Yeah, very blessed. Are you, very are, blessed. You, would, you wouldn't by any chance be hitting up around Rochester, New York, would you? Not yet, but I'd, I thought you were in Florida. Where you're not Rochester, are you? <laughs> oh, we're all over the place. John's in Florida. I'm in no, Arizona. I know you are on the internet. <laughs> you're but, in Arizona. Uh, I'm originally from upstate New York, and our flagship radio right. station that carries the David Bowers Awards is in Rochester, New York. WRMD, right. Rochester Free Radio. And I was going to say, if you're going to be up that way, I would definitely tip them off to it. And uh, hey, you can stop by. There's also, I think I mentioned when you were on before. There's also a place that they are where they work with one of the one of the guys that works on the air there is uh, runs a record store there that's a legend in upstate New York. Anybody that is anybody in well rocks especially, but most music has been there at one time or another, and you'll be able to tell because they left souvenirs, their guitars, and all kinds of uh, that are there at the place. That's the uh, House of Guitars. So if you do get up that way, get over, say hello, and uh, we'll we'll put them wise to it so they'll be expecting you. But uh, definitely, you're, you're... I love, going. by the way, I love that town. I've been there many, many times. It's a beautiful area. Well, listen, we've got another <laughs> track coming up, and I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit about Sweet Chesley in a second, but I want to give oh, you a chance okay. to tell the folks how they can find you, how they find you online, find your music, your play dates, your tour and everything, and, of course, how they can get your music. Sure. Uh, John Vento, V-E-N-T-O. Uh, I've got johnvento.com. Uh, I'm in all the social media places, John Vento Music on um, Apple Music and on all the social media platforms. 
with that being said, tell us about this next track. You're, we're going to play Sweet Chesley. Sweet Chesley. I want to yeah. play Chelsea, and it's not Chelsea. It's Chesley. No, it's Chesley. Uh, this was a song I did not want to record when uh, the idea for the song was presented to me by a friend and collaborator, Matt Wolfert. Chesley Christ was a young lady, actually the first um, African-American Miss USA uh, she also went on to have a media career, and she was a model and had what we perceived as the world, uh, you know, at her fingertips, living in New York City in a penthouse apartment. And in February of 2022, she decided to um, commit suicide, and she oh, jumped 60 stories to her death in New York City in Manhattan. Oh, my God. And, um Yeah. So this was a very, um, th this was a tricky one, but the more I read about her and I learned about her, a, a certain percentage of the lyrics in this song are her own words, where she mm. would post things on Instagram and other social media platforms actually crying out for help. Um, and kind of, it, it's, it's really a, it's a sad story. It's a sad story, and it's the story of Chesley Christ who at the age of 30, um, she had actually written that at the age of 30 that there was nothing more for her to do oh, in gosh. her life. Oh, and wow. uh, she actually planned her own suicide. Yep. Oh, my gosh. That's, that's something yeah, that's that a tough I, one. I couldn't help but think when you first uh, started talking about that, you said it was a song that you did not want to uh, record originally, and I immediately flashed on Garth Brooks, who did not want to record Friends in Low Places. So you never know. You might have a hit here. And uh, we're going to share it with the audience now. Let them see what thank they you. feel about it. We want to thank you so much for coming back and joining us again. And we hope thank you'll uh, you so much. You keep, us on your, uh, keep us on your logbook for places to visit. And we'll be looking forward to that uh, Love, Lust, and Other Wreckage album, too. <laughs> Thank you so much, guys, and I really appreciate your support. You're very welcome. It's what we do. We love it. We love you guys, and we love your music. Ladies and gentlemen, John Vento, here he is with Sweet Chesley. Before you took that fall Before you took that fall 
John Vento, right here on the David Bowers Awards. Great show. I really enjoyed doing this show today. We've had some, well, we've had some moments that uh, stretch the flow of emotions, but uh, altogether, a couple of great artists with something to say, and they say it very well in music. We want to thank John Vento and Jeremy Parsons for sharing with us today both their stories and their music. We want to thank you, our audience, for stopping by and listening, because without you, there is no us. John Bon Jovial, time to take us home. Well, folks, you have done it again. I can't believe it, but you've actually done it again. You spent another perfectly good hour with us here at the David Bowers Awards, and we are forever, quite seriously, very grateful for your weekly attendance. We, we really are. The David Bowers Awards is broadcast around the world from our studios in Naples, Florida, and, of course, from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and we are available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards, Saturday on WRFZ-FM 106.3 on your FM radio dial. That's Rochester, New York, Rochester Free Radio at noon Eastern. You can also find them on rochesterfreeradio.com for those of you out of the area. And on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 p.m. UTC. So, until next week, for the David Bowers and all of the other crew of tragic radio morons here at the ranch, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial, saying we'll see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.